Hey everybody and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Here are your hosts, Josiah and Micah Keneally. What's up guys? We hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we're your hosts of the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching the next generation of young adults in our world today. And what's the good word? Oh, the good word is we want to say thank you to every single one of our listeners, anybody who's rated, subscribed, reviewed. Um, It just kind of gave us a thumbs up online because you guys, we received this today and it simply says this, your podcast, youngadults.today was in the top 5% most shared globally. So we are just celebrating what all of God is doing. We're celebrating you as if you are a guest on the show and if you've joined us or we've just been in your earbuds, whether you are on the road or you are in the gym, we want to say thank you for listening, for learning and wanting to grow not only in your faith, but in your ministry or your leadership at large. So thank you so much for everything. And we are thrilled just to announce that um, good news today. So we're celebrating all that God is doing on our end. So it's incredible. We couldn't have done it without each guest. Right? right. It's been about 225 episodes, which is about 225 guests. And Micah, I think of your time, your prayers, your investment, and the listener. This is a tribe, and we're in this together, focused on the faith of the next generation. We really believe it's worth everything. It's worth living for. It's worth dying right. for. It's worth leaving and living a legacy. And today, you know, we drop new episodes every Monday. We want to help you start your week off strong. We're joined today by Pastor Terry Smith. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited to be on such a successful podcast. That is good news. We're excited to have you. Pastor Terry has been the lead pastor of the Life mm-hmm. Christian Church in New York City for 30 years. That's amazing. When I think of just um, staying power, I think of mm-hmm. how amazing that it can be to build trust and to just pastor a local church in a community. Pastor Terry is also the author of several books. His newest is Experiencing God's Blessing, releasing January 2023. Terry is a gifted communicator who speaks in a variety of venues nationally, internationally. And Pastor Terry, we'd love to just kick it to you. And can you share some of your journey of what life has looked like, faith, and then 30 years of ministry. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Um, and uh, just engaging with you for a few minutes, I, I can see why you have so many people who want to connect with you every week. Uh, so um, I'm a, a guy raised in Indiana uh, who had a sense of calling to the New York City metropolitan area when I was in my mid to late teenage years, I'd never been here. People would ask me, uh, what do you, what do you feel called to do? And I would say, I feel called to build a great church in a suburb of New York city. Wow. And, uh, when I was 29 and I, I had the opportunity to come and to take a, uh, a congregation of about 50 people and, reinvent it in a suburb of New York City called West Orange, New Jersey. Actually, I'm in West Orange, New Jersey, not in the city, but I'm sitting here now in my office about 12 miles from Times Square. So we're right here in the in the, in the mix of it all. And that little group of 50 has grown to a group of several thousand people over the last 31 years we just celebrated. Wow. And uh, it is uh, 
in spite of all of my weaknesses, a really amazing community of believers who love each other and do great things together. And um, one of the things you probably should know about me uh, that's really important to me is that the church that I have been serving all these years is um, incredibly diverse in almost every imaginable way. Um, we do not have a dominant racial group, for instance. Um, so we're, we're diverse racially, uh, ethnically, nations of origin, but also uh, uh, demographically in many other ways, including age. We have quite a power, powerful group of people my age, uh, which uh, I, I know as you look at me on the Zoom call, you'd never dream that I'm 60, but I actually am. And we have a marvelous group of, of young adults in our congregation in leadership roles. And uh, we're, we're diverse uh, socioeconomically, you know, people with lots of money, people who wish they had some, uh, uh, you know, lots of folks with doctorates and, and lots of folks uh, uh, excited that they earn their GED. So it's, it's uh, last we checked, we had, uh, people from 186 zip codes attending our congregation. So that's kind of one of the, I always like to be able to say uh, something I'm excited about. Um, I have uh, three kids, uh, all young adults, um, and uh, all doing great. What else do you want to know? Oh, man. I think that's a great start just for the listener and for us to know like where you're living and what you're doing. You're living and leaving a legacy that is a representation of the melting pot of heaven from everything you just described from the age, the demographic, just the ethnicities. Like I think that is a beautiful just in my mind, I'm thinking about like all of our friends and just the diversity that we have in our life, like on a smaller scale of what we're doing. And it's just beautiful to see that all are called, right? And all have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And no matter what our past looks like, no matter what our skin color is, no matter what family tree we've come from, that we all have an opportunity to serve God, whether GED, no GED, doctorate level, or anything in between, like God wants to use us and he sees us. And the generations to come need to know that the church that you are at, the churches that are in our community, hopefully are driven by the the one and only God and by the spirit of the Lord and that there is, there's room for more. That's one thing that we see in our ministry. There's always room for more at our table. And whether it's spiritually, whether it's um, physically at our table, that there's always room for more. And Pastor Terry, I, I love where you started already. I think we could just even take it one step deeper of just maybe kicking it off to the listener uh, of why you believe that the reaching of the next generation and young adult ministry is so vital and so important. And we're here in Minneapolis, you're on the East Coast, and there's you, life's different, right? Like you can travel all 50 states and realize like, it's like a different country in some places of how to reach people, but how and why do you believe that reaching the next generation is so vital in this day and age? Well, I, I could answer that three or four different ways and maybe even take the rest of the podcast. So I think, um, I think I would say, uh, a couple of things. Um, I know that I should be promoting my book 
the Lord bless you, which I know that we're going to talk about later. But I actually read a book during my, I took a sabbatical this past summer, and I read a wonderful book by David Brooks called, I'm sorry, Arthur Brooks, uh, called Strength to Strength. And it's a book written to people basically in my age demographic about the need that we have to step off the scene at some point well and to turn what we're doing over to younger people who are actually better suited to lead the kind of organizational efforts that really make a difference in the world. And um, as I read that book, I was impressed by the, the data that prove what I already know, which is, I think, uh, the, the, the younger generation that's following me, uh, people my kids' age, um, are actually going to do a better job than we've done in, in um, incarnating the gospel message to a new generation. And I, I just think at some point, uh, people like me have a lot to offer. Uh, but uh, I'm always excited about getting in the role of a mentor or a coach or a cheerleader, mm -hmm. helping the younger generation's dreams come true and, and hoping to make sure that those dreams are connected to God's dreams for the world. It's simply amazing. Mm -hmm. We share that optimism. We share that unity and that heartbeat of just that we want to, our daughters or the next generation, mm -hmm. we want our ceiling to be their their floor that they can go further that they can go faster that they can make a difference and in just a second pastor terry we'd love to talk about your book the lord bless you which is a devotional 28 days uh, of a journey to experience god's extravagant blessings i thought if it's all right with you just one more question about the work that you've been doing in new jersey and the east coast um i heard an opinion, my friend Grant Skeldon, he had just shared about how church planting has been such a move of God and it's been instrumental. Mm -hmm. And as we look to the future, he had just talked about for some church planters to become church revitalizers, mm -hmm. to almost relaunch a church that might have a building already and they might have some sort of a budget, but to come in with a fresh vision. Do you, could you speak to that at all? Or do you have any thoughts on staying power, the, the opportunity to stay in one place as long as God has? Wow. Well, first of all, please know this. I want to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So you just, uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to have a good answer to every question though. So let me, let me pause and think about this just for a minute. I, I, I would say that I actually was a church revitalizer. Um, when I came here 31 years ago, there there were about, I was elected pastor of uh, by 54 people. They didn't all vote for me, but that's how many people voted. And, um, and we so, um, I guess, revitalized, recreated the church over that next year or so that actually, I'm referred to as the founder of the church because uh, it was a such a shift in uh, in the trajectory of the church that um, they they call me the founder even though the church had existed prior to my arrival. Uh, so I believe in the idea of church revitalization. I can't say that I've ever actually heard that expressed in the way that your friend expressed it, but instinctively. 
And experientially, I would have to say there's a whole lot to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just good. something that I've been thinking about. We attend our home church, um, had gone through a tough season before we got there. And mm-hmm. then we, it was almost like the church relaunched. It had a building, had a budget, but a fresh leader came in. And so I think that's maybe why it uh, resonated with mm-hmm. me of just hearing that shared experience or aspect of your story. But can you share with us, Pastor Terry, the message of the Lord bless you? What's mm. your hope for maybe the listener tuning in today of what they might walk away from this conversation, feeling encouraged, or maybe they feel like 2022 was rough and they want to experience a different year this year in 2023? Well, I um, I, I wrote this book because I, I actually was doing a study of Genesis and I noted something really simple that I should have noticed before. But in Genesis 1.28, the first interaction between God and humanity, it simply says, God bless them. And I note that, you know, the Genesis narrative is God trying to show us something of himself or what of himself we need to know to kind of get things started in human history. And it's quite revealing that the very first interaction between God and humanity is God wanting us to know that he blessed those people. And there are scholars who say that all of scripture is a response to that, that of course God blessed them, but he gave them a choice as to whether or not to receive it. They made thing and not his thing. They therefore experienced the curse but that everything in history from that point forward is trying to bring the blessing back, which it's, I shouldn't say trying. In fact, Jesus Christ did bring the blessing back, took the curse on itself, brought the blessing back. And history, as we know, it ends the last chapter of, of the Bible, Revelation 22, ends with the curse being gone and the garden city being restored. And things, I always like to say that God is determined to have in the end what he wanted in the beginning. He never changed his mind. You want to know what life is supposed to be like, read the first couple chapters of Genesis. That's what, that's how things are going to end up with Eden restored to this planet and a new heaven and a new earth and people living under God's blessing and fulfilling the purposes for which God made them. So that's what this book is about. Um, Probably not uh, it's the, let me say it this way. It's theological, theologically substantive, but it's, I, I wrote it to be very readable, very easy to digest and, and actionable for people to read this and say, wow, uh, I'm going to change the way I think about this. I'm going to change the way I'm relating to God. Um, and I'm going to live with an expectation that there is a God in heaven who gets up every day and his goal is to bless humanity. Oh man, that's amazing. I love the fact that you talked about taking action because I think so many times as humans, we know that something needs to change. We may or may not be able to always identify it, but when we do, we either sit there and ponder it and like, let it, you know, keep festering, or we do want to experience the the breakthrough and we do take action, whatever that is. Maybe it's 
praying more, reading more, discovering more of God. I mean, we all have different goals and things or past we need to work through when it comes to the hurts and hurdles and hangups, but just realizing like we as followers and Christ followers need to understand like we need to take action. And if we, if we truly want to team up with God, we want to build his kingdom, not our own on this side of eternity. And just understanding like, wow, we're only in the beginning, right? This is only the beginning of eternity. And this is like the precursor to what is actually going to take place. But we have the Bible as a tool to look at the past elements of the present and the future. So it's like this big layered, I don't know, story that we're living. um, And we're all characters in it. And we all need to play the part that God has assigned. And I think so many times that fear holds us back or excuses hold us back. So Pastor Terry, I would love just like just to hear like what holds people back many times when it comes to experiencing the best life that God has for us as humans and how can we practically step into more of his favor in that process of discovering? I think that um, there are a lot of ways I could respond to that, but what comes to mind that might be most germane is that I think human beings default to shame. In other words, here God is looking at us and saying, I want to bless you. I mean, over 500 times in scripture, there are, there are scriptures related to God's intention to bless people. And, um, but because of, because of sin, uh, because humanity missed the point in the beginning, which is what sin means, uh, then the, the humanity, who had been naked and unashamed, all of a sudden discovered that they were that they in fact were were ashamed. And I think that um, human beings default to shame for whatever reason. We have this sense of God, perhaps angry at us. And um, that we need to do like Adam and Eve did in the beginning and, and cover ourselves and hide. Whereas, of course, the first thing God does is he, he uh, takes the life of an animal so that its skin can serve as clothing and so that they could live without shame in his presence. And, of course, that foreshadowed what, what Jesus did through his sacrifice on the cross, where his sacrifice covers our shame. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that there is a need for uh, followers of Jesus to live shamelessly, mm-hmm. yeah. to, um, to, to believe that God decided that we are worthy of his love and that therefore we are worthy of his love. Again, I, I believe that we, we have... We, have from God as a result of grace and that we are, we are unworthy in that regard. But God said, you are worthy of my love. I, mm-hmm. I count you as worthy of my love. And I think that we need to believe that we need to accept that we need to, we need to have a perspective towards God that he's looking at us, that he loves us, that he's for us, that uh, even when we experience appropriate guilt for having done something wrong and have his kindness lead us to turn from whatever that thing is, that that's because ultimately he wants to bless us, that everything he's up to is trying to do good to us. In fact, my uh, definition of what it means to be blessed is 
that to be blessed is to be in harmonious relationship with God who wants to do good in us, to us, and through us. That's amazing. And it's an amazing thing if somebody just believes wow. that and believes that they're, they're the person God wants to do that to in spite of their, you know, screwed up thinking and sp spite of some mistake they made in their past and sort of perfection that, that if we'll cooperate with him, we're the person that he really wants to bless and through whom he wants to bless others. That's amazing. I think that's a beautiful reminder. I'm reminded of Christine Kane, who has said this from a stage where the enemy says shame on you, but God says shame off you. And I think that we need to, like you said, start rethinking and not reimagine who God is, rediscover who he is to us through his love on the cross, through his death on Amen. the cross, through the burial, through the resurrection, through the babe in the manger. We just walked through Christmas um, you know, of 2022 and realizing that Christ still still coming. Like we were reminded of the babe in the manger where we were reminded on Easter that he was, you know, resurrected and he is coming back. But just like we need to get live a guilt-free, shame-free life and not be afraid of the things that God is calling us to. And I just was telling Josiah, even before we hopped on this call, I'm like, Josiah, like, what is our mission? Like, we need to stay on mission, in tune with the spirit. We need to discover what God has. We're praying into the future. We're praying into the now, but we can't, we can't be ashamed of who we are when we're not called to something that somebody else is. And we can't be ashamed of what God's calling us to. Like, we need to live in this limbo of, I know that I know that I know that God is real. God is calling me. God has chosen me. God is equipping me. And I need to live that out with a, a fearless, reckless abandonment of self and cling to him through any and all things before the storm comes and we're being whipped around in the wind. Like, no, we need to be anchored in Christ and to just re rediscover like, God, if there's any part of me that you need to correct and reminds me of who I am and whose I am. I will realize and then discover that I may be a person that needs to work through some things in my life, but I don't need to heap the shame on my head or on my lap and live with my head down when God says, look up. So Absolutely. I don't know. That's just what I'm reminded of. So Josiah, you opened your Bible. Do you have a Bible verse for us? I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. I mean, Pastor Terry, we just love and resonate with uh, this message yeah. of, I love how you describe this message of a harmonious relationship to live in mm -hmm. harmony with our creator with the author and perfecter of our faith. And I just wanted to share one of the most powerful experiences in this topic that I've ever had personally happened in a rocking chair. Hmm. And it was April, 2020. And uh, I love the idea of praying scripture out loud or even singing scripture out loud because much of like the Psalms, they were yeah. actually sung to music. And uh, this comes from numbers. Absolutely. Six. It's the priestly blessing. And this was how the Lord told Moses to have his brother Aaron, the priest of God's people. This is how you're to bless the Israelites. And mm -hmm. it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And it was the beginning of the pandemic. Um, April, 2020, our mm -hmm. daughter was born. The world was shut down mm -hmm. and we brought her home. We could have no visitors, but this song had come out by Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. And it just is a blessing mm -hmm. from scripture that literally we sing. And as our daughter has grown to be two and a half now, her favorite song, she even knows <laughs> it and she'll point or she'll sing and lift her hands and she'll be like, 
Amen. And so I just yeah. love the topic of this book that you're describing. And part of it leads us to a question that I have for you is for the listener, for ourselves, that we have a desire in our neighborhood, with our workplace, in, in our schools, in our community, mm-hmm. at our church, with our family. How can we be a blessing to other people who are around us? So um, here's a really big idea, at least I, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it is a big idea because it's a biblical idea. Um, and that is uh, that I, I mentioned how in Genesis chapter 128, it says God blessed them, but then he immediately purposed them immediately. Hmm. If you remember that text, it's Genesis 128. It says, God bless them. And then he said to them, and he details to them what he made them to do. He tells them essentially, you know, I want, I want you now to multiply the God image throughout this planet. I want you to take what you have in Eden and spread it to the earth. Uh, and, and that's your purpose. And, um, essential to living in God's blessing is living out our purpose. And, you know, Micah, you're talking here a moment ago about the conversation the two of you had before you started this podcast and you kind of, you have to know who you are. You have to know what your purpose is and you have to go after that with everything you have. And that is key to living in God's blessing. It's, Mm. it's understanding that you have a purpose. It's discovering, you know, we, in one way, we all have the same purpose before God, which is, you know, basically worship and work. Um, worship and joining with him in his work, I should say. But then within that, we all have our own unique uh, purpose. I, I, I call it and, and write in the Lord bless you about area of destiny. We all have that assignment in our life, that thing that our life's supposed to be about. And the sooner we know what that is, mm-hmm. and the sooner that we go after that, uh, the more successful we'll be. By the way, you asked me a question earlier, I forgot to answer. And that is, how do you stay someplace for 31 years? Yeah. Well, when you know it, when you know what your area of destiny is, you, there's really not any other choice except to stay in that place. And so I, I like to talk about the fully know what, who you are, what God made you to be and do. There is no plan B. So you're not sitting around thinking about, you know, I mean, you, you guys aren't sitting around thinking about other options for marriage, right? You, right. you're in covenant, you're, you're stuck with each other. You have issues, you have to work through it. Well, that's the way you have longevity. And I think almost anything is you make a commitment to something where you say, if this is where God placed me, then whatever I face, I've got to work through this because this is my area of destiny. Anyway, I got off track, uh, for the last question you asked. Um, so when, when we know our purpose, then we know that part of our purpose is to bless others, that, um, that this is, we cannot live in God's blessing unless he is blessed, unless we're allowing him to bless others through us. Mm. In fact, that number six passage goes on to say that, that God says, if you'll say this priestly prayer, if you will bless them, he said, I will put my name on them. And we need to understand that the way God puts 
his name on people. The way God does what he does with people is he does it through us. When we bring blessing, then, then blessing has been brought. We, we are the agents of blessing that God uses to do what he does in other people's lives. And this is, this is an obligation. And if we're not blessing others in a way that's in alignment with our purpose, then um, we're not living a blessed life. Man, uh, I think I think it's just fresh on our mind because one of the things we have two daughters and they're learning to share. Sometimes <laughs> it's not instinctive for us to share, and uh, I think that it really, as we get older, that's we're we're little kids and big kid bodies, and I think that this idea of blessing isn't for us to just like hoard. It's such a missed opportunity if we're not willing or wanting to share it with others. Mm -hmm. And I think of a silly example, but a while ago I got into some sport card collecting mm -hmm. real small, just like fun hobby. And, uh, I came across this set. We had a conversation with a, a pastor friend of ours who said that he became a Dodgers fan mm -hmm. in 1988. And I had just come across the tops 98 set and I go, hey, I gotta go drive that to him because mm -hmm. This isn't for me. This is for Pastor Jim. And I had more fun giving that card collection to him than I had getting a rookie card or accumulating anything. And, and I think it's just crazy how I'm 31 this year. Your church is 31 this year, but it's taken me till about 31 to have that aha moment of like, man, I don't want life to be about like what we accomplish or what we accumulate, but the wake of blessing that we leave behind mm -hmm. for the next generation. And I mean, a second ago, you were just describing the opportunity that we all have. That's mm -hmm. actually like a mandate. There's a mantle that we can pick up and be a blessing in our generation. And um, so good. We hope that listeners will pick up a copy and maybe you're looking for a new devotional um, to mm -hmm. grow closer to Jesus, That's right. to have that harmonious relationship as Pastor Terry described and to go deeper in the knowledge of him, but in the experience of him. And um, I think it just is going to be a great resource. You'll be encouraged. You'll be glad you checked it out. But Pastor Terry, are you up for five final thoughts as we put five minutes on the clock to just get to know you a little bit better? Rock and roll. All right. We'll kick it off with question number one. What is God teaching you lately? How to enjoy every day. That's good. So fun. hard and good. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just, you just, you just want, you just want one sentence answers. Basically. That's fine. That's it's up to you. You have 60 seconds for each response. So you decide. Oh, I missed. It's the 60 seconds part. Where's the clock? No, I, 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 uh, you know, I'm a type a, uh, a driver kind of guy who even after all of these years, um, good things happen in my life and I'm moving on to the next thing. And in fact, I write about this in the Lord bless you. Uh, we have got to learn to appreciate what we already have mm -hmm. in order to move on in a healthy way towards the new things that are available to us. That's good. That's a good word. That was 31 seconds. <laughs> Fire. I don't actually know how long it was. But. What about um, you're on the East Coast. Is there a team that you're cheering for in your free time? Absolutely. New York Yankees. Big Yankees fans. All right. In fact, I just scheduled, uh, just 
schedule the New York Yankees chaplain to speak for us in February. He's a good friend of mine. Great guy. Oh, fun. Go Yankees. That's awesome. Boot. Boo twins. I assume <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. We'll I'm edit sorry. that part. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's I don't have I think much we I think we beat you guys a lot. I don't have much to say because we have the longest playoff losing streak and the Yankees have a lot to do with that. So yeah, that's all I have to say. That's too funny. Ouch. Well, here's the curveball. Question number three, Pastor Terry. If you could ask us any question, what would you ask us today? So you're 31, at least Josiah is 31. So how long are you going to focus on young adults ministries? Man, when you described the destiny that is unshakable, we've tried to do other things. Um, there is a burden that is a white hot why of why 18 to 30 year olds mm-hmm. are missing. And we've got to do something about it. And so it started in one local church, one college campus led Mm -hmm. to this. um, We're in our first full year of being a full-blown nonprofit organization, doing two things, provoking young adults to affection in Christ Mm -hmm. and provoking church leaders to action. Like we just got to do something. And Mm -hmm. that's the call. That's the vision. So there's no release for us. Uh, at least if God asks mm-hmm. us to focus on another area of ministry, we're, we're his, we're moldable, right. anything he says goes, but at least for the foreseeable future, this is the anthem. This is the rally cry. And mm-hmm. this is the vision. Yeah. That's, that's great. See, that's an area of destiny language. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And, and thank God for you. Have you guys written a book yet? Yes, we have written five or six books and we're working on our third collaboration with about... I got to catch up. I got to catch up, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Our our most recent was called Fulfill Your Purpose in Your Generation. So a lot of shared oh, heart. sounds great. Unity, vision, like our hearts are uh, aligned with yours. Yeah. All about Jesus and... Um, we're not accidents. We're not coincidences, mm-hmm. but I love that verse in Acts 13, like David fulfilled the purpose yeah. God had for him and his generation. And that's our hope for the listener. And we know it is your hope as well. Yeah. Yeah. And- that's amazing. And I, I'm going to pick that book up and you know, it's interesting, David, everybody talks about David. I write about this in the Lord bless you actually, that he had a heart after God. And they, they, they talk about it in terms of primarily of worship which obviously David was a, an incredible person of worship. Mm-hmm. But one translation says, it Acts, thir- Acts 13, and he will carry out my program fully. He didn't just worship. He, he got busy. Mm-hmm. He went after it anyway. Yeah. And um, I, I'll just add a little segue into that question or the answer to that is when we got married, we began with the end in mind. So literally when we were on our honeymoon, we literally made brunch, sat on the beach and we planned out five, 10, 15, 20 plus years of like, where do we want to be at the end of our life? And obviously we want to hear well done, good and faithful servant, but what is our biggest kingdom contribution and when were our lives changed and transformed the most, because that's generally where you gravitate or what era you kind of gravitate towards. So if it was in youth, maybe you're a youth pastor listening. If you're a young adult and you had a major come to Jesus moment, or you've always been passionate about the people around you. Um, So that's, unless God puts a different assignment in our hearts and that would have to be very 
mutual and very straightforward. Um, but yeah, beginning with the end in mind. And we do want to equip the next generations to experience the the land of, that God has for them and the goodness that he has for them. And oh man, just discover all of that. So that's a great question. Great question, Pastor Terry. Well, it was a great answer. Well, I admire you guys. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a fun journey. There's never a dull moment in our house or ministry. Not at all. And we've said that we want a lifelong adventure with God at the center of it all, whether individually in our marriage and um, to take take people there with us and to add more to his kingdom and see his will be done on earth. And this is this is only the beginning, right? It's only the beginning. But sorry, back to you. Question number yeah. four. Here's question no four or five. This is. How do we do with that 60 seconds on that answer, by the way? <laughs> Type A, yes. We'll put that in fast chipmunk motion. <laughs> um, what about the travel question? If you and maybe your family were going to go on vacation somewhere you've never been before, where would you want to go and see? Ooh. Well, we do a lot, a lot of traveling. I uh, just had a son get married to Paris a couple weeks ago, for instance, but my wife and I are going to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary and 60th birthdays this spring. In uh, We're doing a cruise from Barcelona to Iceland. Awesome. And so it's two weeks, bunch of stops, um, beautiful ship. So not only is that where I want to go, but I am going. So I'm also speaking, we're going to spend some time in Dubai this spring too, that which I've never awesome. been to Dubai. I'm speaking at a conference there. So incredible. Oh, that's so fun. I'm glad that you are a dreamer and a doer. It sounds like Pastor Terry. That's one thing that we live by is we want to be dreamers, but we want to be doers. We want to be in tune with the spirit Absolutely. and be activated. So I think of this kayak motion. If we're only doing one, we're spinning in circles. If we're only doing the other, we're spinning in circles. We have to be in cadence going down um, the rapids with what God has for us and hold on to your, I like hold that. On to your helmets, man. <laughs> yeah. Faith, faith without action is dead. That's right. Spot on. That's right. And we don't want to die out this last question, but we got the fifth question right here for you, Pastor Terry. If you could leave the listener with one word of encouragement, what would you leave them with today? God desperately wants to bless you. Mm -hmm. And if you will believe that faith is incredibly important to this and align your life with him, move towards him. God will bless you. And part of that blessing is he'll help you discover your purpose and he will bless the world through you. Amen. Amen is right. And I, I'm just praying something that you said just really struck a chord with me at the top of the episode. You had used the language, something the effect of an area of destiny. And so mm. I don't know, going into a new year of 2023, my prayer is that as you're watching or as you're listening, that you book yourself like a, a, a time with God where you would just ask the question, what is my area of destiny? Because I think that can just provide tremendous focus and clarity on next steps and direction that you're navigating towards. But Pastor Terry, we just want to say thanks so much for your time and investing in this conversation with us. It is my 
pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a ball. And I, I just, I'm grateful for the work you're doing and I need to catch up on some of it, like order your book, fulfill your purpose. Uh, and I, so God bless you guys. Oh, amen. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And you as a listener, thank you for spending time with us as well. If you want to find out more about Pastor Terry Smith, you can connect with us on our website at youngadults.today, as well across all the other platforms to get his new book into your hands to start out a new year strong and finish well. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Micah and Josiah signing off. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone you know. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.